Matthew 27, 57. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. Mary were Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the, the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people, He has risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers? Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Chapter 28. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. They went back. They saw it and they went back to see it again with expectation somehow. And behold, there was a great earthquake, and an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the gods trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. For he has risen. And he said, as he said, Come, see the place where he is, where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See? I've told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. These women, they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. 
now in order to understand the experience that these women probably um, undergone during this time of his crucifixion and his burial and then his his um, rising from the dead to understand that experience I wanna, want us to read and this is our scripture reading and Cornelius now you know that I didn't divert I want us to read Psalm 46 and Phil is going to do the reading for us now you got to listen to Psalm 46 and see how Psalm 46 actually describes more or less what happens around this this cross of Jesus and the, and the, and the grave site. Our reading is uh, Psalm 46. We'll read the whole psalm. God is our fortress. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear through the earth, though the earth gives way, though the mountain be moved into the heart of the sea, though it's warm, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose stream makes glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought the desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So far, reading. Thanks for just leave my sermon, please. Be still and know that I'm God, verse 10. Be still and know that I'm God. During the process of sanctification, we intentionally set things aside for God's purpose. By setting it aside, we actually bring it into prayer space. That little shrine or that little temple we carry on our own two little legs, wherever we go, that is prayer space. Because we are, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our body is a shrine. We carry our prayer space everywhere we go. Prayer space is that space where we see God and reach out for Him and find Him. 
Prayer space is where we know that God is not far from us. Prayer space is where we know that in Him we live and move and have our being. Prayer space is where we press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. Do you understand that these women found themselves in this prayer space? This is what lived in their hearts. They went to that tomb expecting something. Our text today says that when we intentionally set our anxious thoughts, you know the thoughts that they have, that they had? He's dead, what now? He's alive, what now? What now? We've never been here. What's going to happen now? We don't understand, but we understand. We want to run away like everybody else, but we want to be where he is. We go to the place where his body was, was buried, but still we want to just be in his presence. So our text today says that when we intentionally set our anxious thoughts aside in prayer space, like the woman when sitting opposite the tomb, with expectation, for God's purpose, we move the focus of our attention away from the scary noises of our threatening surroundings to the silent, soothing sounds of God at work, like the sounds of a little stream. Especially when it feels like the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, Psalm 46, 2. Especially when its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Verse 3. In that stillness, we listen to the happy sound of river streams making glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. Do you get the picture? Chaos out there, but in the city of God, the presence of God is like the sounds of this little mountain stream. Christine, did you, did you hear a mountain stream on your hike? This, you know, I don't know how you say this in English. Um, I never tried. You know, in the, the sound that the water makes when it sort of goes to the rocks and... What is that sound? Babbling. Yeah, okay, that, that sound, the babbling sound of a mountain stream. Well, the English guys can go figure that one out because they probably need to understand this pretty beautiful, soothing sound. Just like Jesus' voice when he greets the women after his resurrection with the words, Greetings, do not be afraid. Sounds like the soothing sounds of this little mountain stream that makes the city of God happy. This voice of Jesus that says, do not be afraid. You know, mankind's one big problem is 
we are afraid. We are scared. Our whole body, our whole setup is, is focused on protecting ourselves. This is how we cause most of our trouble, is the wrong ways that we protect ourselves against other nations and the neighbors and our wives and husbands and children and whatever. This is our problem. And he says, do not be afraid. Just listen to my voice. Greetings. Don't be afraid. And we find the same river that the angel showed John in Revelations 22, right at the end of the Bible. We find the same river again. The river of the water of life, as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the street, the great street of the city. The voice of Jesus. Greetings. Don't be afraid. You're safe now. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. Twelve months in the year, by the way. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face. They will see His face. And His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the a light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. When I read the account of Jesus' death and resurrection according to Matthew, and by the way, Matthew was one of Jesus' disciples. He used to be a tax collector, and he used to be called Levi. Same man. And the first name of this book was according to Matthew. So, when I read the account of Jesus' death and resurrection according to Matthew, I realize that the disciples of Jesus are not the main characters. Not when the burial, the crucifixion and the burial happens. A few silent women were there. They were the ones who found themselves in that space where we see God and reach out for Him and find Him. Acts 17.27 That space where we know that God is not far from us. We know. We know. Acts 17, 26. That space where we press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. Philippians 3, verse 12. To them, to those women, and those who are like them, prayer was the main reminder of a reality contradicted 
by all surroundings. It restored the truth, contradicted by everything around them, like a channel of faith. Prayer, like a channel of faith. I just quoted uh, uh, Yancey, Philip Yancey. It's a beautiful way he described it. For us too, prayer can be that channel. We live on a broken planet far from what God planned, what God intended. I pray to restore the truth of the universe. The truth of the universe which the world out there denies. God created the universe. And He needs to be glorified by the universe. End of the story. I pray to restore the truth of the universe in my own mind, in my own heart. You and I got to pray that prayer again and again, day in and day out. Otherwise, we will forget I pray to gain a glimpse of the world, you know, through the little windows of my little shrine that I carry on my two little legs everywhere I go, to to gain a glimpse of the world and of me, and of me, through the eyes of God. Prayer space is where you become still and know that the Lord Almighty is with you, your refuge and your strength an ever-present help in trouble. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. He's alive. Amen. Oh Lord Jesus, you're alive. And you sent your spirit to be here with us, amongst us, within us right here, right now, and forevermore. And we hear your voice speaking to us like a babbling mountain stream. Soft, soothing words. Don't worry. Don't be be afraid. I am with you. May your name be glorified in quiet places, during our quiet times, in the mountains, in our cities. In our private rooms, in our lounges, in our classrooms, in our offices, where our two little legs go. We pray in your your wonderful name, Lord Jesus. Amen.